This is Horsepower Happenings. Every once in a while, you get to the racetrack, and that pesky little bug crawls up and bites you, and you go, man, I I ought to dust off my driver's seat. No, I'll never go back back to full-time racing. I'm too old. I mean, there's there's some guys older than me still doing it. God bless them. Distinguished news, industry insight, and exclusive interviews. We wrapped it up at the end of last year. I will tell you this. We are going to run. You're the first person that's actually been told this officially. With Zach Heiser. Here comes Jared Horstman to the inside. He's got Max Stambaugh picked off. He's around Chase Ryan now. Jared Horstman up to third down the back straightaway. And Rich France. The number 11 Hilliker machine does have a flat right front tire, uh, some body damage. He may be able to come down into the hot pit and uh, replace his tire and get back out. Michigan Short Track Racing Authority. This is Travis Stemler. Joe Mustard, driver of the Hills Racing 47. This is Barry Marlowe. This is 14-time ARCA champion Ron Allen. This is three-time dirt car UMP national champion Rusty Schlink. And this is Horsepower Happenings. Welcome in, race fans, to Horsepower Happenings. Happy New Year. How exciting. 2021 is here. The pandemic is over. Oh, wait, that's not how it works. But racing season is right around the corner, and we've got so much to talk about tonight. So let's get into it, starting with what's happening in a Motor City Minute. Wood Brothers Racing announced on Wednesday that it has assumed full control of the NASCAR Cup Series charter it previously co-owned with Archie St. Hilaire of Go Fast Racing. Uh, By the way, remember, Wood Brothers came in in 2016 to go back full-time racing. They needed some help. Well, they're doing well enough now. They bought that out. That charter is theirs. They have it. A star of the Big Block Modifieds and a NASCAR Camping World Truck Series regular, Stuart Friesen announced he will hit the Florida dirt in a different car during Florida Speed Weeks. Friesen has teamed up with Palmer International to field a dirt late model. The familiar number 44 will run four races in Speed Weeks with the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series. And finally, former ARCA CRA Super Series champion Greg Van Alst will be returning to the ARCA Menard Series in 2021, beginning with the season opening race at Daytona on February 13th. More details including his crew chief and specific scheduled races for the uh, former ARCA CRA Super Series champion are expected to be announced in the coming weeks. Those things and so much more happening tonight on Horsepower Happenings. Good evening, I'm Zach Heiser. Rich France joins me from the socially distanced Horsepower Happening studio. Good evening, Rich. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Zach. How was your Christmas and New Year? It was uh, fantastic. Uh, I had some adult beverages and rang in the New Year in the uh, Rich France fashion. You'd have been very proud. <laughs> and, and you would have been very proud. I, uh, I had to make a run for the border, not Mexico, yeah. Ohio. So I think you did the, the same thing with Indiana and had had to just had to get a sit down meal and kind of enjoy ourselves. But uh, hopefully before too long, we can get that back here in Michigan. Yeah, the Applebee's in Angola, Indiana kind of looked like a Michigan uh, hoarding camp. You know what I mean? It's like 90 percent of the license plates down there were from Michigan instead of Indiana. But hey, that's a whole nother thing. Uh, Rich, we do want to get into uh, the exciting racing news that we have tonight. There's a lot to cover, but we, we do want to start off with this special note. Uh, from our friends down south. Yeah, Zach, you know, we always hate to start a show off this way, and and we can probably do without, but tonight uh, the entire racing community in our region is thinking about the Jaycox family. Uh, Kevin, along with his wife, Bev, operated Sandusky Speedway, and last evening, uh, Bev unfortunately passed away, uh, and from everyone here at Horsepower Happenings, our thoughts prayers go out to Kevin, the Jaycox family, and everyone at Sandusky Speedway. Absolutely, and uh, we are thinking of them, and uh, 
you know, it's a terrible time to have to lose someone, but uh, everybody will rally around and they'll they'll get through for sure. Let's move into some racing news now. The 36th running of the Lucas Oil Tulsa shootout wrapped up over the weekend and sent six drivers to victory lane for their first ever Golden Driller. Now, lucky for you, we aren't going to go through the uh, some well, almost 300 races worth of results. Come on, Zach. You're not covering all of them? I'm going to give you the Reader's Digest version, okay? <laughs> well, I'm not going to give you the 14 C-mains that it took to get here. So here we go. The 55-lap outlaw feature saw California's Mitchell Moles lead the final four laps en route to his first golden driller. The non-wing outlaw would also see a first-time winner and an underdog go to victory lane. Oklahoma's Chris Carroll took the win from Brian Carver, who already had two golden drillers of his own after winning the stock non-wing and A-class features. In 600cc modified action, Mason Kiefer dominated the event for his first career win in Tulsa. Restricted A-class was won by Illinois native Jackson Wiggs. And finally, Lucas Molden became the third Californian in as many years to take a Golden Driller home in junior sprint competition. Again, nearly 300 races were held. I think the final number was 296, I believe. Uh, those races were held during the Lucas Oil Tulsa shootout. Next year's edition, if you would like to try and go... It will kick off on December 29th of 2021 and finish January 2nd of 2022. That sounds like a nice uh, New Year's weekend, right? Yeah, yeah, why not? Head to Tulsa, spend some time in the Expo Center, get a little lightheaded. Why not? Sounds like a good time. Absolutely. Zach, remember the Superstar Racing Experience that uh, was announced several months ago? Of course. Well, the SRX and CBS Sports have announced the full 2021 schedule for the brand new six-race short track series that will begin on June 12th at Stafford Motor Speedway in Stafford Springs, Connecticut. Uh, races will air on six consecutive Saturday nights uh, at 8 p.m. Eastern time on CBS National Television Network uh, and CBS All Access throughout the summer of 2021. And after the inaugural race at Stafford, uh, SRX will head to Knoxville Raceway in Iowa on June 19th before visiting Eldora the following week. Uh, Lucas Oil Raceway in Indiana will kick off the holiday weekend in early July before the drivers race at the world's fastest quarter mile oval at Slinger Speedway in Wisconsin. And final and the final and championship race of the inaugural season will take place Zach, at the Nashville Fairgrounds Speedway on July 17th. And they're going to buddy up with the Masters of the Pros for the Jake CRA All-Stars Tour what a weekend that's going to be. Yeah, and you know, here's the thing. I did some digging this afternoon, and we have this story at HorsepowerHappenings.com. When you're done listening to the show, click over there and take a look at it. These SRX shows, Rich, they all buddy up with already big weekends across the schedule. Um, we're talking about events the like uh, the fourth annual uh, Twisted T Modified Nationals at... Uh, at the season opener there at, St at Stafford. Eldora is going to partner up with USAC Silver Crown Cars. Knoxville is going to run their 410 sprints as part of a doubleheader weekend. And that's not even talking about some of the drivers that you're going to see with this SRX series, Rich. Exactly, Zach. And, you know, if we could talk about a little bit how this is this is going to work, the six-race series uh, that obviously Tony Stewart and Ray Evernham put together will feature uh, drivers from a variety of racing backgrounds with emphasis on head-to-head -head competition in short sprint-like races. So they're not going to be 200, 300 lap races. Um, the races will have no pit stops, but they will have breaks to where drivers and crews can make adjustments 
and then make strategy decisions as well. And like you said, Zach, uh, they have secured driver commitments from some of the sport's biggest names, including Stewart, Bill Elliott, Tony Kanaan, Paul Tracy, Bobby Labonte, Willie T. Ribs, Mark Weber, uh, Ernie Francis Jr., and Elio Castro-Nevis as well. Uh, they have more driver announcements to make over the next few months. So, Zach, it looks like the SRX plans are coming along nicely, and I bet uh, I bet our boss is pretty excited for that, for that <laughs> event down at Nashville Fairgrounds Speedway. Yeah, it's going to be a good one down there for sure. Our, as you mentioned, paired up with Masters of the Pros weekend. Uh, that is July 17th, man. Nashville, if you can go, is going to be the place to be. We've got some silly season work happening here in Michigan, Rich, and uh, it, it is not specific to just one division. My goodness. Uh, let's start with late models. David Melke announced via Facebook over the weekend that he'll be switching chassis manufacturers in 2021. In a post on Melke Brothers Racing's Facebook page, they made the announcement simply saying, welcome aboard Team Domination. The move from Rocket Chassis doesn't come as a huge surprise, though, Rich. We saw the puzzle pieces last year starting to fall into place. Melke was caught behind the wheel of a Domination race car chassis in mid-August. He fielded a bright red number 87 at Tri-City Motor Speedway, his first time behind the wheel of a Domination car. Now, this was David Bowen's car that they slapped a David Melke body on. Now, Melke then raced the following night at Oakshade Raceway, the home track of Domination Race Cars founder Rusty Schlenk. That night didn't go well. They wrecked the car, had a lot of uh, cosmetic damage, so Melke went back behind the wheel of his rocket to try and finish out the season. Now, Rich, you'll remember... Melky got back behind the wheel of that car to wrap up his championship contention at Merritt Speedway to end the regular season, which, by the way, was a 75-lap Challenge Series race. Well, before that, I think it was the week before, uh, Melky jumped in that car at the end of the night and took it out for a few laps yeah. uh, with Rusty Schlenk looking on, uh, interestingly, let's just say. And, and obviously, that car had the feel... Uh, the David Milky like. So here's the so. deal. We, we we rewind, right? David goes out, runs the 75-lap race, and it's not like he's just running around the racetrack. He battled for a chance to win. He was side-by-side -side with uh, Dave Baker several times, and he was up there racing with fellow Domination chassis drivers like Chad Bauer and Rusty Schlenk. Now, ultimately, Melky would finish second behind All-Star Performance Late Model Challenge Series champion Travis Stemmler. And here's the part that I love. In an interview with us after that race, we interviewed him after he won the championship, I said to David, as we were talking about him running that domination chassis, I said, what are you doing? And his response was, we're having fun. We're having fun. <laughs> um, now, David Melke going to run domination chassis in 2021. He does still have a rocket chassis as a backup car. We'll have more details on what his plans are for 2021 coming out later this week. And I got to tease you just a little bit, Zach, because we'll get all the texts. Uh, Chad Bauer was not racing a late model. It was Cody Bauer. How about Cody? I do that every time. I know, Cody Bauer. I know, I know, but I had to make the correction. Thank because you. I know, I know Cody would give you a hard time. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, you know, uh, we have more silly season news coming up, but how about more schedule information? Yeah, Zach, the Arca Midwest Tour released its schedule for the 2021 season, and it seems like every week now a different schedule is coming out. Uh, the tour will consist of 10 points paying races, as well as two non-point events. Uh, the season begins at the Joe, Joe Shear Classic at Madison International Raceway in Oregon, Wisconsin. Uh, the May 2nd event will pay $10,000 to the winner of the 200-lap contest. 
Uh, the ARCA Midwest Tour will join the ARCA CRA Super Series at Winchester uh, on May 18th for the Flyover States 150. Other schedule highlights include a visit back to Madison International on August 27th for the Howie Leto Classic 100, which features a $5,000 paycheck to win, uh, plus a $5,000 bonus to any driver who can win both scheduled races at Madison. And uh, $10,000 will be up for grabs at the Jim Sauter Classic 200 from Dells Raceway Park in Wisconsin, Dells, Wisconsin. And the series wraps up, Zach, uh, the month of October with the finale at Oktoberfest race weekend at lacrosse fairground speedway before the multi-sanctioned all american 400 at the nashville fairground speedway yeah it's an exciting arca midwest tour uh you know uh, uh season schedule that they have put out here with a lot of big money races and by the way uh while we're talking about this it was also announced today the arca coming back on to sanction the midwest tour and the ARCA CRA Super Series. That announcement was released earlier today. Back to silly season news. How about this? On the dirt sprint car scene, Max Stambaugh has announced on his Facebook page that he'll be parting ways with Joe and Diane Sealing prior to the 2021 season. In a related series of events, Northeast Fabrication Company, or NEFCO founder, Steve Harding posted on his personal Facebook page that he and Sean Robinson will partner with Max for the 2021 season. They are likely to run races with the Great Lakes Super Sprints and or NRA. More details will be coming out later this week. I've been in contact with Steve and Max, and uh, we're working on uh, a pretty nice story to put together there. Silly season. It's all over the place. You, you almost would think that this January is a little late for silly scene. You think you would think everybody would have their rides uh, straightened out to start in just a few months' time, but uh, I wonder what's coming next, Zach. I just I just can't wait. <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of question marks still uh, still to be answered as we uh, look forward to what people are doing. I got to I got to tell you this. I got in touch with uh, Roxanne, with, with who is the who is the representative for uh, Eric Spangler Racing. I said, what's Eric doing this year? What, 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 because last week we talked about what chassis he was running and how, you know, Brian and, and you and I, we kind of discussed maybe chassis is the issue. And I said, what's he doing this year? And she said, you'll find out when everybody else does. So <laughs> we don't get any. Thank you, Roxanne. We appreciate it. We don't get any much. secrets. Um, so uh, hopefully we get to hear from, from Spanky soon and we can get that information out. But it's, it, that would lead me to believe there may be some changes coming down the line for Spangler Racing, and we'll uh, keep you up to date on that as well. Um, really just an exciting time for racing. I think a lot of people are fired up to get 2021 going and get back to the racetrack as soon as they can. Yeah, I know I am. It's nice to have a little bit of a break, Zach, but uh, you know we've had about a month now away from you know our little three-day weekend down there at the Snowball Derby. I'm ready to go racing again, so uh, the next couple weeks can't come soon enough uh, Maybe this year we can go down to Georgia and get a little bit of a suntan. It was a little bit chilly last year when we were down there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I knew. Well, it was a little wet down there for one thing, but I was okay with standing around in the uh, T-shirt polo for as long as I was able to. Um, you know, here's the other thing, too, that we haven't really talked about is that uh, these tracks are looking forward to a full season, a lot of them something they didn't get this year. And while they're doing that, they're putting together rock-solid schedules with big-money races. Um, I, I am encouraged by the fact that the, the tracks that we've already seen put out schedules are not holding back. No, and I, I don't want to be the the... I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, Zach, like like you said I was last year. <laughs> but, uh, you know, un, I, 
I think everybody is is scheduling this season, um, you know, with positive thoughts in mind. I totally believe that, and I hope it all works out that way. But I just have a feeling that, um, you know, come April, late March, early April, or and maybe into May, um, we're not. I don't think everybody involved, including all these health departments, are going to be quite ready to put everybody back in the grandstands uh, quite yet. If, if if they all get to open, which they do. I'm fully confident that'll be that it'll be uh, limited fans, but we'll have to see how this goes the next few months. But uh, as it is right now, I, I don't expect things to be back to normal by April. Let me let me just uh, let me just reboost the morale for our listeners here. This is coming from the same guy who said we wouldn't get any racing in in 2020. So I did. Flat Rock never opened. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into it now. Our featured guests on the evening. Rich, introduce us to the first one. Well, uh, hasn't been too long since I caught up with this gentleman. We caught him caught up uh, with him down at Pensacola for the Snowball Derby when he was running in the Snowflake 100. Um, and then uh, we had a lot of excitement this weekend, Zach, uh, involving this young man. We'll get to it. We'll get to all of it. Makes his home in Auburn, Indiana. Hunter Jack, welcome to Horsepower Happenings. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, glad to be on the show. Man, let's go back to, uh, you know, we got to talk a little bit before uh, the Snowflake 100. Uh, and we didn't get to talk after you had such a good car and then you had no way of knowing what was going to happen to that car during that race. Um, that had to been kind of a bummer to you, huh? Yeah. You know, uh, it, it was such an awesome week down there. Uh, just re- really felt good. Felt like we were going to have a good finish. And, uh, like just as soon as the race started, uh, <laughs> bad things started happening and, uh, we had a left rear tire issue and, and then I got a vibration. So instead of wrecking the car, I figured I I'd pull it in and, and call it a call it a day. Was it, was there anything that you could have done? You know, I mean, come down pit road on a caution, maybe, maybe fix it, get back out there to correct the problem. Um, no, not really. I, I came in a couple times after I fell back through the field and, uh, they, they found out that we had a bad left rear tire and we actually switched tires. Um, but it didn't seem like the car was much better after that. And then that's when I started to get that vibration. Uh, so, you know, really kind of out of our control as, as far as making the car better throughout the race. So that was your first trip, uh, down to Pensacola kind of after the fact, put the whole weekend into kind of perspective. Yeah. I mean, uh, Pensacola was what everybody says it is. Uh, it was it was an awesome experience. Uh, I loved the the racetrack, the the way it drove, um, and you know I, I was thankful I had a really good car. Um, you know, overall we had a really good showing. Um, it was really cool of Hutchinson Construction to come on board and and give me the opportunity to go to that race. We wanted to do it for a long time, and you know, all in all, we had a good run and. <clears throat> we'd uh, like to go back again it was a lot of fun and, and you know too you put it into put it into perspective your your night was uh brought to an early end by something that was out of your control i think for the most part uh, that strong showing down there how much encouragement does that give you for your race team to go out there and do bigger and better things with that 41 car um a lot of encouragement um i, I know we can run with those big guys uh, it's just about getting our car right and uh we, we did a lot of that this year, uh, figuring stuff out. Uh, we showed speed just about everywhere we went, just some, something bad always ended up happening. And, uh, but you know, going down to the snowflake there and, and showing 
people, you know, what we could do, uh, it really gives us a lot of confidence going into 2021. Well, and you're going to head into 2021 here in a couple of weeks. You're going to hit the road and head back down south to Georgia, uh, Watermelon Capital Speedway for Speed Fest 2021. Now, have you ever been to this event? No, this will be my first time. Now, obviously, we uh, we have followed CRA and we've seen this event before. This is another one of those, while it's not at crown jewel status yet like the Snowball Derby, uh, this is an exciting event which brings in a lot of talent. It's a lot of fun to go down there in Georgia in January and stand around in your T-shirts and uh, watch race cars go around the racetrack. Uh, what is this event, um, I mean, for you, is this a chance to get ready for the grueling part of 2021? Or are you going down there just looking to have fun? I mean, what is this event for you? Is this anything specific getting ready for, for the next season? Um, you know, any race we go to, uh, we, we want to go and win and we, we also want to have fun doing it. But, um, uh, you know, we, we wanted to go to start going to events like this and the bigger races where, you know, Bubba Pollard, Steven Nassie, guys like that are going to be there and, and, you know, hopefully, hopefully go out and beat them. Um, that's the goal. We want to start locking down on some of these big, super late model races and, and hopefully start winning some of them. Now, I want to talk to you. I want to bring in, oh, about the past three weeks or so, um, our HPH uh, Best Driver Challenge for the Pro and Super Late Models. Um, you, your mom has did an incredible job, your fans, <laughs> getting out the vote. You came from all the way from the first round, worked your way, beat some really good drivers. And I didn't think we could have a better competition than you and Kyle Crump. But you guys proved that wrong because uh, you and Dan Leak kind of set the world on fire yesterday, and it got crazy. Yeah, it was uh, it was really cool. Um, I've always been very blessed with uh, great fans. It seems like everywhere I go, uh, people seem to like me, and it's it's really cool. Um, and I get a lot of encouragement, and a lot of help on social media. And uh, yeah, my mom, she's awesome. She's she's all about racing and all about helping us uh, achieve our dreams and our goals. And, and uh, that really showed, uh, you know, anything, anything social media related, she's, she's on it. And my dad helped out a lot too. So yeah, it was really cool. Um, I wish we could have came out on top, but you know, that's just how it goes sometimes. And congratulations to, to Dan Leak on uh, getting one, one in on me. It's a pretty cool battle. <laughs> you know, I love the fact too, that your mom is competitive because she started lobbying right away that, uh, the, the vote counts were off and we needed to reevaluate that. And, uh, uh, I love that man. She, she fought for you the whole way through. And, uh, just for your uh, record, we, we all had eyes on it and, uh, the, the counts good. We didn't find any missing votes, uh, late in the game there. <laughs> Uh, the count is good. It's accurate. It's been approved. Um, but I love that, man. Your mom was fighting right away to see if we could get you that win. Yeah, she she's like that. Um, she she definitely wants to see us do good. That's for sure. But uh, yeah, I, I wasn't gonna get on there and and say that I won or anything. <laughs> but you know, it's just a fun battle, and right. And there's no reason to get upset about it let's talk about the racing family for you your dad obviously uh the first time i was introduced to the the blue and white uh of a 41 uh your dad was behind the wheel of an outlaw super late model at springport um what's it like for you having that that racing background heavy in your family uh you know with with uh having so much support like you said from fans but also too your family is no stranger to the racetrack and i think that's helped you be able to progress as as what you kind of alluded to as a smaller team 
Yeah, um, definitely. You know, we're uh, I'm like 100% racing. Uh, we're in the shop just, just about every night, and uh, we're always talking about racing, doing racing things. Um, yeah, and, and, you know, my dad, he's 100% in on it. Um, he's, he's quit racing, but he says he enjoys watching me and my brother more. Um, so yeah, definitely thankful for him and my mom and my brother. They're, you know, they're full in helping me. And, and now we're full in helping Tanner, uh, achieve his dreams and, and hopefully he can get somewhere with racing as well. Now I noticed, uh, right before the new year, you released your 2021 schedule. <clears throat> and obviously we see that it starts at, uh, Cordial at Watermelon Capital Speedway. Um, you list your dates here. We can touch, go and touch you through them. But I'm assuming these are ARCA CRA Super Series events. Is that correct? Yeah. Um, so I'll be racing the mostly all the ARCA CRA Super Series races. Uh, we haven't. We've talked about doing races like the Slinger and you know, like the Rattler. We we want to go to those type of races. That just depends on um, how the sponsorship falls for us this year. Um, but yeah, the majority ARCA CRA Super Series races for me. Now, I did notice, uh, just looking over the schedule, uh, you do have, uh, three really big ones that probably you have your radar on, and that is the Red Bud 400 at Anderson in July, uh, Winchester 400, obviously, and then, um, the All-American 400 down at Nashville Fairground Speedway. Yeah, uh, definitely. Those are, you know, those are considered three of the biggest races in super late model racing. And, uh, we will look forward to those races every year. Um, you know, with, with Van Dorn racing development, they had a lot of success this year and, uh, we actually are getting a new Van Dorn car. So that, you know, that should help a lot. And, uh, we're, we're really excited to see some of the updates they've made. And, and obviously they had success at Winchester, Nashville, uh, and the red bud. So we're hoping that'll, that'll carry over for us as well. And we can have some success in those races. Let me expand on that a little bit. Is this a new to you Van Dorn car or is this a new off the line Van Dorn car? No, this is a, it's a brand new VRD chassis and Tanner's also getting a VRD chassis. We're kind of taking the the cars we have now and and selling them kind of, uh, downgrading on our car count and upgrading on our equipment basically so now let's expand on that even further right you watch these uh you watch these vrd cars run last year and pick up uh if they didn't win major races they were in contention with major races um how much of the notebook comes along with these cars are you going to get to pick the brains of bubba pollard and carson hosevar and of course kyle crump are you, you going to be able to look at those notebooks and and really try to make those cars shine um yeah you know I, I, we've been with Van Dorn for about five years now, and it's been incredible the support that they show not only us, but I mean, all their customers, I, I don't think you can find it anywhere else. I mean, I can pick up my call or pick up my phone most of the time and, and send butcher Johnny a text and, you know, they're right on it to, to give us help and, and guide us in the right direction. And it's, it's really been awesome. And we're looking forward to more years with them. Now you talked about, uh, moving some of the cars you got, trying to get rid of those. What are you taking down to Watermelon Capital Speedway in just a couple of weeks? Um, we, sh- we should have our new car with, within a week or so. Um, so we'll be get hammering down on that and be getting that ready to go to Watermelon Capital. You know, that's a, that's a pretty uh, 
that's a little bull ring down there. That's a heck of a place to break in a brand new race car. Yeah, well, uh, I've heard a lot of a lot of stories about that place, but uh, if if you want to beat the best, you gotta you gotta go in there with the best. So uh, that that's our goal, and uh, we feel good about it. And, and as long as we qualify good and, and stay up front, I think we'll be all right. What are the goals for 2021? Uh, you know, obviously you were in chase contention in 2019. Um, I believe you were in chase contention again this year or you came up just short. I can't quite recall 100%. But, Hunter, you've been in contention for a CRA championship um, every, you know, over the past couple of years here. Is the goal to be a CRA, ARCA CRA Super Series champion in 2021? Or is the goal to rack up a bunch of wins? What would you like to do? Um, you know, with 2020 being a, a pretty crazy year, um, it kind of forced us to focus more on my brother as, as he was having a better year. So we, we kind of stopped running for the championship for me and focused on him. But, uh, yeah, 2021, uh, you know, the main goal is to win the races, but, uh, I'll be, I'll be at just about all of them. So we, we also have a shot to run for that championship too. But, uh, no, definitely the main goal is to win races and, you know, get my name out there more and and uh, just hopefully rack up some of these big wins. It'd be really awesome. You know, talk, you talk about uh, being a small family team. Take me back to 2020, Anderson Speedway. Uh, Tanner picks up the win. And, um, boy, it doesn't look like you could have been any happier. Yeah, um, you know, every time I race against my brother, it's it's kind of hard. You know, we sit in the pits and joke about it. I'm going to beat you, and he says he's going to beat me. And, uh, you know, we go on and on. And, and then when it comes down to it, it's uh, it, it's pretty difficult to go up there and pass my brother, to be honest with you. Um, as competitive as, as we are, I like to see him win uh, just as I like to win myself. And that's kind of – I think that's kind of how my dad feels about it. That's why he likes watching us more. But, uh, yeah, I mean – when he when he actually beat me and I pulled up to the uh, finish line, I, I started tearing up a little bit. Just I was that excited, and we got to get out and give each other a big hug. So it was pretty cool. Now let's let's be perfectly clear here, Hunter. You didn't let him win, right? No, definitely not. He, I mean, <laughs> he su- he surprised me. I mean, on that restart, I said, "All right, I'm gonna get him here." I mean, I was on the top, but. I said, I'm going to get him here. And he just took off. It was, it was pretty unreal. And then we, I got him back on the next restart and uh, then we got another restart and somehow he pulled another move out and, and got it back ahead of me. And after that, I couldn't get back around him. So yeah, it was, it was really awesome. Probably one of my favorite races that I've been in. Well, and you know, Tanner also adds, and I don't want to take away from your interview Hunter, but you're both young. You both have aspiring careers in late model racing and Tanner nearly won the uh, Late Model Sportsman Championship this year for CRA as well with a big win at Lucas Oil, some wins along the way, including at Angola. Um, between the two of you, uh, the the amount of fun that your family has to be having, but I want to ask you this, just like your dad has fun watching you race and now watching Tanner race, are you getting a thrill out of helping your brother succeed? Oh, yeah, definitely. It's it's awesome. I mean, just, just like I said, I... I tear up when he when he won that race and pulled up when I pulled up to the finish line. Uh, it's it's really cool to see him out there making moves and uh, it's it's really fun to be there helping him and, and supporting him. And he's really turned it into a really good race car driver. Um, you know, like last year he didn't quite have the confidence he needed, and I think he 
he definitely found that at the beginning of this year and it really showed. You know, we talk about, uh, you know, you getting your, your, your first crown jewel, let's say, and, and this takes me back kind of to 2019 at the glass city 200. Um, you were very impressive early in that event. And that was the first time that I had gotten Zach to Toledo speedway. And, uh, you took off at the beginning and you were gone. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this could be his day. And then between maybe going off a little too quick and Johnny Van Dorn coming through there, um, kind of changed things, but you looked awfully good at the, you know, for the first half of that glass city 200. Yeah. It, you know, my dad's raced at Toledo Speedway forever. And, and with the help of Van Dorn racing development, we, we seems like we always have a good car there. Um, I, I usually have my dad in my ear, so that helps a lot. Um, but yeah, I mean, just with how, with how the super late model racing is and how good you can set your car up these days, you about have to go hard the whole race. And, uh, Johnny Van Dorn just had a little bit better car than me and was able to keep the grip under him. And, and I, I started getting free and that's what led to us falling, falling back a little bit. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're hoping, hoping this year, maybe we can pull one off to Toledo. That'd be really cool and really emotional to, to win a race there. Well, Hunter, I mean, I want to thank you again for uh, joining us tonight. And, and, of course, thank you for having such an awesome fan base to participate in the HPH Best Driver Challenge, which was presented by Victory Custom Trailers. Um, this is exciting. I'm excited for you to get behind the wheel of that VRD machine down in uh, Pensacola. I'm also excited for your brother Tanner to get his uh, career started in the JEG CRA All-Stars Tour. Uh, I think you two are going to be some fun to watch this year. Yeah, thank you. I really appreciate it. Uh, I appreciate you guys putting the Horsepower Happenings uh, Best Driver Challenge. Uh, it was really awesome to be a part of it. Um, it. It was cool to finish second as much as I would have liked to win. But, uh, yeah, you know, I had a great time talking with you guys. And, uh, yeah, we're hoping for a great year in 2021. All right, well, he brought it up, and uh, that leads us into the fact that we will talk with the guy who won the HPH Best Driver Challenge, Dan Leak. He's coming up in just a few. But first, uh, Rich, let's talk about the fact that uh, this is what people have been waiting for. Next week, we'll move to the dirt. <laughs> yeah, I think it's about time, right? Uh, everybody was we've, – we've had a, a bunch of a guys. One of the – one of our, you know – Kyle. Kyle got yeah, on there. Yeah. <laughs> yep, Kyle Cage. He, he he's really a fan of the program. Uh, he says, "Awesome, can we get some dirt now?" Yes, is it. his comment uh, on Facebook today. So, yes, Kyle, we will get some dirt, not just for you, but for all of our dirt fans. That's what we have coming up next. Yeah, dirt late models uh, for the Great Lakes region is coming up next. That one is going to be out of control as well. Uh, you just you just off the top of your head start naming dirt late model drivers from around the region. And it's going to be tough, right? You got Travis Stemmler, Chad Finley, Rusty Schlenk, Donamar Coulier. Right there is a semifinal round off the top of your head. That's not even counting some of the Michigan Motorsports Hall of Famers we haven't mentioned, some of the back to back champions. We didn't even mention Brandon Thoroughby or, or David Melke in that conversation yet. Exactly. And and we gotta we gotta make it known, you know, it's not you and I picking those. We have exactly. some of our correspondents that are they're they're giving us a list of fifteen drivers and it's gonna be the top fifteen that get the most votes, uh, they're gonna be in. So it, it doesn't have anything to do with Zach and Rich. We're not making the decisions on this. Uh we, we have a vote, of course. Right. But uh we'll see how it comes out. And uh later this week, uh we are gonna announce the first round of that. And uh I think it's gonna be amazing. Uh there are so many dirt fans out there and 
And these dirt drivers uh, really do have a following. I don't know about 800 reactions or votes. We'll see. But that could very well happen again. Well, just remember, Horsepower Happenings is number one in dirt late model coverage, so we better be able to get it right. And I do want to say uh, thank you to the new pavement followers that we've brought on. We have always covered pavement racing. Uh, it just wasn't as popular with our with our core base as dirt late models. So I do want to take time to welcome our new followers and, and be rest assured that when the summer and spring roll around, we are going to cover pavement racing racing uh, right alongside of dirt racing if not you know even we are going to be right there in coverage as well with Kalamazoo with Berlin Flat Rock Toledo we'll have it for you Anderson of course uh, Angola right down in my backyard uh, we'll cover what's going on in the pavement realm as well but w dirt seems to really have a strong following right now so we got to cater to that a little bit we do, we do, and uh, you know, as 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 our boss Scott Medlin says, the pavement professional on the show will make sure <laughs> oh, will make sure that the pavement gets the coverage that it needs and deserves throughout. Is that throughout what he says? Twenty twenty one. Does he yeah. say that? Hmm. Yeah, he did say that. That's did, news to you me. Are, you are the dirt professional, Zach. I, right. I will. I will give that to you. <laughs> uh, by the way, the uh, dirt late model challenge going to be presented this time around by Domination Race Cars. Will that play a role in how the uh, seating and the voting stacks up? I'm going to tell you no. Rusty Schlenk may throw in an extra $20 bill and see if it helps, but it's not going to. <laughs> no, this is going to be up to the fans. And, and th that isn't saying that uh, Rusty Schlenk is not allowed to be in this. It's all by the vote. You know? Oh, yeah, 100%. So, so we'll see. But that, that doesn't mean he gets an extra vote here or there. Uh, we can't control that. We, we, we might have to watch the clock several nights like we did, <laughs> like like we had to do the last couple of nights. But uh, it's going to be fun, uh, and let's get these uh, Dirt Late Model guys involved in this. It'll be really fun, Zach. Okay, it's time. He won it. This is his prize and, of course, the ultimate bragging rights of being the HPH Best Driver Challenge. Rich, let us know who we're talking to. Well, Zach, last time we caught up with this gentleman, uh, it was also down at the Snowball Derby at Five Flag Speedway. Um, man, he had, he made a run at this thing in this HPH best driver challenge for the pro and super late models came out the winner, uh, makes his home in Birch run, Michigan, Dan leak. Welcome to horsepower happenings. Hey guys. Thanks for having me again, man. Let's, uh, you know, same thing that I did with Hunter because we hadn't really talked to you since then. Uh, we talked quite a bit down when we were down at Pensacola, really happy with the car, but you bring it home 11th, um, happy or not happy. Well, I'm happy that it's in one piece. Uh, definitely, yet again, here we are. I, I think we had a much better, you know, car than where we finished. Uh, just a just a tough deal down there. It's a tire saving place, and uh, that was kind of my strategy was to save to the end and probably waited a little too long. You know, you showed on the speed charts, I thought, all weekend. You showed on the speed charts very competitively, and um, even through qualifying, I thought you looked pretty good, and, and, you know, you were right there where you wanted to be in qualifying. Um, wh what was the difference down there, do you think? Well, um, I think a lot of it just, uh, you know, the, the guys that race there all the time. It, I don't want to say it's Berlin, but it's uh, in a sense it's, it's kind of similar you know, if you mess up getting into one, if you don't just get it right, then it kind of messes up the whole track. So, um, you know, there was there was times where I knew I, I got into one really good and the, the car rotated and had plenty of drive off. And then, you know, I, I, I knew exactly when I'd miss it. Let's just say that. What What is it about? Well, I, mean, I think you just kind of said it, that entrance into one is so important. 
Um, you know, is it hard to be consistent on that racetrack all the time? I mean, do you really have to work at it the entire 100 laps that you're out there? Oh yeah, definitely. It's a, you know, it's a, it's a tough place. And I just think that, uh, you know, the guys that race there more than once a year, just, you know, have a little bit of an advantage over the guy that comes down there just strictly for the snowflake. So is it pretty cool that, uh, you go down there to run the snowflake and, the one race of the weekend that makes national news, you're in it. Uh, were you able to see any of what happened in front of you? Um, yeah, I seen, I mean, I, I could see a little bit of it. And then obviously, uh, you know, when I was going through three and four, I seen all the smoke and my spotter was screaming which way to go. And I mean, there was people, you know, as you, as you guys seen, there's people on top of each other. I mean, it was uh, it was a pretty crazy uh, finish for sure. Should we ask now, him? I mean, do we ask him what his thoughts are? <laughs> do we? I, don't know, I, don't, I don't know if he. I, I mean, he would. He would. I don't know if he actually saw the contact. That was probably in the middle of the corner, and the wall. The the corner was probably blocking him. I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't actually see. You know, when they got together, but uh, definitely the aftermath, and you know, of course, I watched it. Uh, couple times afterwards but i guess i do want to get uh, oh, go ahead. well i just want to say i do want to get your opinion you're placed in that same situation let's say that you're in second spot heading into turns three and four with an arguably better car coming to the checker for the snowflake what does dan leak do in that situation oh man uh i think bubba pollard's thought, too. i thought <laughs> I probably would have done the same thing as, as Massey, except uh, when I got by him, I probably would have tried to straighten him a little, you know, straighten him out a little bit with the right side of the car. I mean, is that something strategically as a race car driver that you can do? If you're going to move somebody and you think that they may, whether an intentional or accidental spin, can you slide that car up the racetrack a little bit to try and repoint their nose to make it look a little better? Uh, sometimes you can get lucky and make it work, but sometimes you miss. All right, let's move on to something that's a little more relevant. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 you know, uh, Dan, you surprised me. I, I knew you had fans. I didn't know you had that many fans. Our, our HPH uh, uh, driver challenge for the pro late models and the super late models, um, you had to work your way all the way through as well from the first round um, the same way that Hunter Jack had to, and your fans supported you every single round all the way to the finish yeah that was uh i mean i applaud you guys for putting on such a a cool deal there on social media and um you know it it was it was pretty cool because i mean it got everybody involved my my parents my uh my wife my younger brother i mean uncles cousins you name it grandparents i mean they were they were sharing and tagging and i mean it was it was uh it was pretty cool See everybody now, uh, just to pull together like that. Yeah. Now I'll be honest. When it when it first went up at at eight o'clock the night before, because it's only for twenty four hours, as everybody knows. Um, you know, I kind of watched it at the beginning, and it looked like maybe the the leak clan went to bed early that first night, and uh, <laughs> and then I I kind of checked on it in the morning, and there was still kind of a gap, and so I watched some football, and I watched a couple football games. I came back, and it was game on. Oh yeah. I, I, it was weird. Cause, uh, you know, I wasn't, I was just trying not to watch it. And, um, my younger brother, man, he was, uh, between him, my wife, my mom and, and my uncle there, they were, they were giving me, uh, 
every couple minute updates, texting, <laughs> calling, and you know, did you see this? And I was like, well, I mean, they're really getting into it. That, that that it was really it really was awesome and uh you know i think it's an a testament too to what you've done as a driver you know dan uh over the course of your career having such a connection with the fans i mean it, you know what what do you think it has been for you to to make such a great connection with with the racing community well um i guess i don't really know it's uh, a tough just, question yeah you know running just just been running local stuff for so long and then uh you know the last few years just kind of venturing out meeting different people at different tracks um yes. probably going to the snowflake and the snowball derby meeting so many different people down there and you know then they kind of I, I notice every year when i go down there i get more and more uh facebook likes on my racing page and uh, i mean i just think traveling all over like that kind of kind of get your name out there it's funny as you mentioned racing local for so long i'm looking at your social media page seeing a throwback thursday to where dan leak wins a factory stock feature at dixie motor speedway uh recap your career a little bit for me i guess you know thinking all the way back to that and then becoming a you know a a jeg cra all-stars tour champion and and uh you know running at the snowflake and and you know a, a Jag CRA All Stars Tour champion again. I mean, the things that you've done in your career, um, and and I don't get the impression that you want to slow down anytime soon. Uh, no, <laughs> no, I don't don't plan on slowing down quite yet. Uh, but no, we we started, man. I think it was uh, like oh three oh four Super Mini Truck Series. Ran a little bit at Tri City, uh, Dixie, Auto City, Owasso, Whittemore. You know, all our local local tracks and oh then we went uh we did some lead sled racing street stocks uh template uh template late model outlaw late model and then you know as where we are here with uh the template crate stuff and template supers so yeah we've done a little bit of everything that's for sure dan i gotta ask you because we you know you know, we've talked about, uh, you know, we've had conversations about this past year, which is, is basically a wash. Um, up in your area, I think there's genuine concern with Birch Run Auto City, who did not race in 2020. Um, do you think they're going to be ready to go with where we're at now? You think they're going to be allowed to go racing starting in April? Um, you know, I, I can't really say about Auto City being Genesee County and I, I don't really uh, talk very often with, with Joe and, and, and everybody down there, but um, Bertrand being that it's so close, you know, I try to try to talk to Fred maybe once a week just to see how things are going. And, um, you know, he seems to think that everything's going to be just fine and we're going to be able to race a full season there this, this year. So, Well, that definitely would be the, the goal for everybody. And, and I guess what my question would be then to follow up with that is, if that happens, if we're able to go back racing, what are your plans for 2021? Uh, we mentioned it, a two-time Jag CRA All-Stars Tour champion. That means you've been on the road with CRA before. Uh, they've got a pretty aggressive schedule heading into 2021. But then there's that racing, you know, that shop local uh, mentality. What What do you think is going to be your plan for 2021? Well, we got a couple things in the works um, as far as going CRA racing. Um, if we can make one one thing possible there we uh we gotta we gotta work it out yet uh it's in the works but if we can make that happen um possibly go for another cra title 
Um, if that falls through, which I hope it doesn't, uh, we'll, we'll probably start racing the outlaw a lot more. Um, from what I've been told, there's supposed to be another series coming. Um, they're going to run a little bit at Anderson, uh, Lorraine County, Owasso is supposed to run them again. Um, so, so it looks like kind of the, the, uh, plan B is, is more outlaw stuff. Now, I have a vacation planned here next month. Uh, I know it's just January, but I saw a few $10,000 to win races down there at Showtime, and I know you went down there once before uh, when I caught up with you. Any plans to go catch any of those ten grand to win races? Um, it's been in the talk. Um, I might go for the, for the race in March. Um, January, he kind of, Yoho, he put it out there a little late for us kind of already had plans for well be uh here in a couple days for the january event and then february um it's pretty close to speed weeks and i might possibly be helping somebody during speed week so um if we go to showtime it'll be for the last one in march now what about speed fast for cra is that on your calendar um maybe <laughs> maybe <laughs> That, that's not a for sure thing yet. Man, this, still got a couple weeks. This so. calendar of yours is like all in number two pencil, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nothing's ever uh, set in stone for me. You know, we had a lot of fun with uh, with this challenge, and as we already said, senior fans come out of the woodwork and support you, and, and uh, the, the picking at fun back and forth. I said uh, uh, I, I made a comment on your personal post about whether or not you made it through the tech barn, and you messaged me right away and said, there's not a discrepancy, right? Like, I got this thing handled. Uh, you're so competitive, and your competitive nature is, is awesome, and it even showed through this contest. Um, you know, I'm excited to see if you're, if you're able to run for that JEGS championship again here in 2021, um, whatever that magic piece is that's missing. Um, you're going to have one of the, you know, more competitive classes to go up against and really a younger class too with you know as we talked tanner jack going in chase bird is going to be coming back as a rookie of the year from 2020 um we're going to see some kids in this class now dan that uh, really we haven't seen around here running in late models what are your thoughts on that oh yeah no no matter what uh the jegs tour i mean it always produces good drivers um you know i'm i'm sure uh the kids you just named, you know, we, we've seen uh, Tanner run good in the late model sportsman and Chase, he did a really great job for his first year in JEG. So, you know, all they're doing is gaining experience. So they'll be that much better this year. So, yeah, most definitely they'll, uh, they'll be some, some tough guys and heavy, uh, heavy hitters, you know, at the special event. So always, always look forward to running that series and, you know, just, uh, I don't know, waiting to see if we can put the, put the final piece of the puzzle here. I got to go back to your post uh, that Zach mentioned. Uh, you're going to do something for your fans uh, with all this voting. Uh, talk about what you're going to do. I caught a little bit of that. You're going to do a, a drawing for everybody that cast a vote uh, in in the final in the last 24 hours. So kind of tell me what you got going there. Yeah, so my wife came up with, uh, you know, her and I were talking about how we could do something to kind of give back to everybody that, you know, took the time out of their day and, and voted several, you know, several different times. Um, so she came up with, you know, we could do this drawing. Uh, I think we're going to pick three different uh, winners out of everybody that voted. And I think she's going to do some, some random, uh, you know, 
random deal on Facebook. I, I guess I don't really know how she's going to do it, but uh, <laughs> let her organize it, Dan. It'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She, she's going to put all their names in into something, and there, there's going to be three different winners. So uh, probably do that later today, or well, it's getting pretty late now. Maybe maybe tomorrow, and uh, you know, let everybody know who won. That'll be awesome, Dan, and what a great way to give back to your fans. I think it's, uh, as we said, it's a, it's a great tribute to what you've got going on in your career. And uh, what is left? Uh, I guess we asked Hunter this same thing, and, and, you know, Dan, I forget that, you know, you're not over the hill by any means, uh, but you have done so much in your career that uh, we kind of forget that, man, you've still got some years left. Is there anything left on the bucket list or on the goals list that you haven't accomplished yet that you'd like to tackle? Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, the Red Bud and the Winchester 400. Mm. Are the now are those on your list? I mean, uh, you know, <laughs> you're going to tackle yeah, those well, this year. Yeah. Them, them are always, uh, them them are always uh, always circled, but uh, definitely this year we'll we'll be at both of those events. Fantastic. Well, Dan, uh, I don't have anything further for you, man. You you have uh, you've accomplished, as we said, so much, and now you've got the HPH Best Driver Challenge to add to that. Uh, put that right up there at the top of your list of accomplishments. So, congratulations on that. <laughs> All right, thank you, guys. Yeah, yeah, that's probably the that's probably the one he uh, he cherishes the most now, right? I Dan? would think so. I think so. Oh yeah, it's right <laughs> up there with all of them. That's for sure. Dan, man, congratulations! Nice job. Thanks, uh, th- thanks to you, and thanks to all your fans for making that so successful. And uh, I'm looking forward to hearing what this missing puzzle piece is, and and uh, maybe we'll be able to hear <laughs> that you're going to go and run for another Jeg CRA All Stars Tour title. We'll keep you up to date on on if we find anything out. Horsepowerhappenings.com. Dan, thanks for joining us tonight. All right, guys. Thank you for having me. Well, fantastic night talking with Dan Leak and, of course, Hunter Jack earlier in the show. Uh, a lot of news going to be coming out this week on HorsepowerHappenings.com, so keep that close. Keep our social media outlets close to you as well. Uh, but here's the thing, Rich. There are some big things coming up on the upcoming calendar as well. Probably locally everybody's waiting for, and I know everybody's waiting for, the HPH Best Driver Challenge for the Dirt Late Models. Zach, yes, the Dirt Late Models, they're going to go at it. You know, I'm a pavement guy. You know, I, I've already, you know, said earlier my love for pavement. But this, I think, is going to be incredible. Uh, I cannot wait to see how the fans support these drivers. I think it's going to be the best one yet. Dirt Late Model fans are some of the rowdiest in the country as well. So we better watch our, we better mind our P's and Q's on this one. Have the screenshots ready. Have the votes tallied. Um, and, uh, you know, we're, we're going to need the, the best voting machines that we have uh, to make this one go. Exactly, and I didn't get the I didn't get the memo to go pick up my airfare tickets this week, Zach, to uh, to head out to the fifteenth annual Wild West Shootout starting this Friday uh, on January eighth at Arizona Speedway, just outside of Phoenix. Maybe you forgot about me, but just let me know when the ticket's ready. I'll head out there and cover the whole event for us okay. here at Horsepower Happenings. Uh, late models are going to run for five thousand dollars each of the first seven nights, culminating with a fifteen k to win feature on Sunday. January 17th. The Modifieds will also be in action each night of the event as well. And then, not to be forgotten, coming up in one week from tonight, Monday, the Chili Bowl Nationals will be back underway January 11th through the 16th in Tulsa as uh, some of the best from around the racing industry and around the country, around the world, will all convulge, uh, you know, all come together in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and uh, try to get one of those historic trophies, man. And, and uh, you can watch all the racing except for the grand finale 
at Flow Racing, then the grand finale will be on Mav TV, as it always is. Um, but the amount of racing that you'll be able to see next week is going to be out of control. Yeah, it really is. And then we have to, uh, we can't forget about this. We thought they might be done. Why would we ever think no, that? Come no, come on. <laughs> They're having too much fun with this. Exactly. February 13th. Yes, February 13th. Not April, not March, not May. February 13th at M40 Speedway, the Valentine's Crush, Demo Derby, uh, NOD Enduro, trailer races, uh, all the crashing starts at noon, gates open at 9 a.m. The promoter for this event will be Dalton Lee Winterout. So I don't know Dalton. Zach, do you know Dalton? Is he from out your way? I don't know Dalton. He must be new to the uh, promotions game for Circle Track, but this is probably, this will probably be, uh, probably be okay. (laughs) <laughs> yeah so and i imagine it could be probably um just like it was for just like it was for the enduro a couple of weeks ago so we'll have to see but uh so cool m40 speedway having another event throughout the winter yeah I, uh you know it's not typically something we'd cover but um the speedway is going to be open on february 13th so uh, i guess they got a better chance of having snow for that one i'm not sure how well, a demo derby is going to work in the snow, but they usually mud up the demo derby course anyhow. So what What the heck? What's the difference? Um, and, and then, you know, there are some other things coming up, but they're a little bit far out yet. Of course, Speed Fest coming up at Cordial, Georgia. We've been talking about that quite a bit. Uh, that is only a couple of weeks away, Rich, realistically. Uh, we'll be leaving here probably, you know, in about two two to three weeks to head down there. So we're, we're within the month to get racing back underway. Then, of course, Speed Fest in February. And once March rolls around, we're ready to start covering racing here in the Great Lakes region again. Yeah, it's nice. It's a nice little break. Um, you know, I'll, I'll probably uh, head down to Florida end of February, beginning of March to um, vacation a bit and maybe ca- catch up on some. I heard there's a couple big late model races going down at Show, Showtime Speedway, ten grand to win uh, races. So I might check that out. And then, like you said, yeah, Zach, right after that, you come back and and everything just starts get going starts to get going it'll be here before you know it but uh nope first thing in a couple weeks here get down to cordial watermelon capital speedway uh, chris motorsports park for the speed fest 2021 well that is going to do it for us tonight uh, again our thanks to dan leak hunter jack for joining the program our thanks to you the fans for supporting us and the hbh best driver challenge again all sorts of news coming out this week watch our social media facebook instagram and twitter and of course horsepowerhappenings.com also not sure where you're listening to this but horsepower happenings now can be found on all the major podcasting sites including google music itunes spotify stitcher uh, wherever you listen to your your uh, podcasts, you can find us there. Uh, horsepowerhappenings.com, of course, is the place to be. For Rich France, for Scott Menlin, who owns and operates Horsepower Happenings, I'm Zach Heiser. Have a great week. We'll talk next Monday, same time, same place. You've been listening to Horsepower Happenings. Catch up on past episodes by logging on to horsepowerhappenings.com. And be sure to tune in next week to keep up on what's happening.